Welcome to FOH. It is our food service podcast about food service. And I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is it. Here we are. We're live. On air, baby. <laughs> I wish we, we should have a live episode. It would just be bad. Would we'd periscope it? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook live it. We could just go to the Sirius XM offices. Yeah, and stand outside. Yeah. Be crazy people. <laughs> like, put us on the air. Put us on the air. Yeah. Everyone's like, this is not the content we were expecting. Um, yeah. Like well, idea. future plans. Um, so, yeah, we don't have any particular stories that we think you'd enjoy from our personal restaurant. No, this week was really busy. So, like, almost nothing. It's when it's so busy, nothing really funny can happen because you don't have enough time. Because like- I'm almost in tears yeah, making yeah. martinis. It's like not. <laughs> Not enjoyable for right. me to relive, um, but I ho- I hosted a comedy show last night, which Kelly attended. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, and it was very fun. And we, my co-host uh, Emily Panic, who's very funny, we were we were co-hosting the show, and sometimes we like to talk to audience members. A little crowd work. A little crowd work. Uh, Emily is a bartender, so she's also like industry, so she she gets it. Um, and we were talking to a guy. We just like kind of picked a guy. She picked a guy mm-hmm. out of the audience, front row, kind of like a deadpan. Like he yeah. had no it, serious young man. Yeah, he seemed very serious and like you know wasn't em- emotive mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people get freaked out when when you pick on somebody in the audience. Right, you never know. You don't know what they're, are they going to be delighted? Are they going to be a little shy? You don't yeah. know. And it's fine. It's, that's the whole scary. Everyone reacts to it differently. Yeah. It's it, like being on camera. Yeah. It's, you never know what's going to happen until I shove a microphone in your face. I'm like, what mm-hmm. you, what's your deal, mm-hmm. bitch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is what you did. Which is how I handle everything. Mm-hmm. But we were like, oh, what do you do? I think Emily was like, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I'm a cook. And I was like, oh, so cool. Like, that's awesome. You know, part of the, you know, whatever. I was yeah. like, where do you work? And I forget. He said. He, he worked at Aquavit. Aquavit. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of that place. It's like it's a like It's like a Swedish. Or it's like. Okay. Um, is that what? Swedish? Maybe? I thought Aquavit was like a, like a Jewish thing. Uh-uh. It's not? I mean, there are Jews in Sweden. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like um, Scandinavian. Okay, that that's makes what sense. I'm thinking of. Okay, Scandin- well, that all make like uh, an Eastern European. Yeah, a lot of like caraway, a lot of like <laughs> cured You're fish. You're setting the scene for Aquavit for me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> you um, are welcome. I thought it was like a okay, whatever. Um, yeah. So then he says, uh, he's like, I work for this place, and Emily says, Oh, I've been there, and he was like, Oh, well. In that case, you're a class trader. Just <laughs> dead, like deadpan delivery, no smile, no, no indication that he wasn't just gonna pull out a fucking knife. And also, like, like just immediate, like it wasn't like he was like, huh, okay, like it was just he was like, oh, well. yeah, <laughs> it was right off the tip of his tongue. It was like, and I have never heard anything like that in my life doing no i've never heard anyone just so succinctly say something it was insane and i i genuinely had to fall on the floor i fell i put myself on the ground r.i.p style because i couldn't yeah your body i was like could not 
it, it was overwhelming. I became a gif in that yeah. moment because I had to just, I had to die. Yeah. It was amazing. And then he was like, yeah, I've been coming to the show since March. And I was like, undetected. This guy's f- flying under the radar. Yeah. Clearly part of the revolution in some way because he's just, he's out there. It's crazy because I, I go to that show every month and I truly had never seen him. He said, I've been coming since March. It's a small, I it's, was like, what? <laughs> he's a little sneak. He's a sneak and I'm, I'm fascinated and I welcome all types of right. uh, narratives. He will probably turn us over to, when the revolution comes, he's definitely going to be the one who's like turning us over to the, um, who are the guys in <laughs> Russia? <laughs> the secret police in Russia? Bolshev- the, uh, no, we're both stupid. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Counterpoint? No. <laughs> uh, I'm not like a Russia Scott. I don't, I'm not. I kind of like that stuff. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's just not my thing. Um, I'll think of it later. I was thinking Bolshevik, like I was thinking like. The, the Bolsheviks were, yeah, they I were was there. the other, like the freaking. The Mensheviks? Romanovs stuff. Oh, the Romanovs. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, but yeah, he will definitely, fuck. And, it, and you know what? We will probably deserve it. We'll probably. Oh, for sure. When the revolution comes, we'll probably be like making a little money from like, oh, yeah. let's say Segway bootlegging. Bootlegging. Um, <laughs> that was a good segue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this week we wanted to do another, cause we had so much fun doing the slightly historical and informative, mm-hmm. uh, like where our food sourced from and the crimes and criminals that provide it. Um, that was a really mm-hmm. fun episode. For yeah, me we personally. loved it. We were hungover. We got to do accents. Yes. I was, I was going to say the olive oil voices. Uh, mama me. Uh, so it was really fun. So we decided to do another one that is related to history and beverages and, and crime. And, crime. and uh, if you don't like this type of episode, freaking skip it. Skip on over and we'll talk about, I don't know. How to hold plates next time. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> a full hour on how to, <laughs> how hold, to hold three plates. Three plates at once. Took me a long time to hold three plates. I had some one of my, it's not, it's a dark chapter. Yeah, I understand. Really? I feel like most people were like, are you kidding me? Um, I mean, I still f- sometimes like don't angle it right and like sauce will, you know, like it, it can upset the plating mm-hmm. the way I hold the plates. Yeah. But, There's some uh, people that can do like five plates on an arm and I'm like, I, I know it's crazy. It's, I think it's hot. You know that one of my biggest insecurities is that I can't hold that many wine glasses in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. How many can you hold? Uh, I can do about six. That is that is acceptable. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel bad about that I wanna, any longer. I want to go like full 10. That is, that's, it's ambitious and that's what I like about you. Thank you. Yeah. I, cause I feel like when people can do that, like, it's like, you're like, okay, here's an old pro. Yeah. Yeah. Like here's someone who can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have no other skills. Okay. They just Perfect. lean into it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So this week we're talking about prohibition. The roaring 20s. Jazzy. I'm going to, I'll pipe. That That was music. I'm going to pipe in some old timey. Perfect. That'd be really good, right? Yeah. To just, well, part of the narrative, like, like, um, what's it? What's the guy's name? 
Gatsby? No, but the documentary Lee guy. Porter. Ken Burns. Yes. Yeah. Ken Burns style. He has a documentary on Prohibition. Yeah, I'm sure. The guy is... I actually might watch it. I was. Right. I got some facts from like a fact sheet. Oh, interesting. Well, Ken Burns style Prohibition. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So let's start with okay. the history. So Prohibition was uh, a movement that interestingly immediately followed like a lot of the reformers that were abolitionists okay became prohibitionists Mm. after uh the abolition of slavery yeah so it was like this seen as this sort of like natural link because um i have a quote from someone that he was like basically which is a little bit of a stretch if you ask me yeah that sounds crazy slavery is gone but drunkenness stays what? No outward advantage can. Uh, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Uh, no outward advantages can bring the happiness to the victim of alcohol, to him who has killed his own soul. The literal slave does harm to no one, while the self made slave of whom we speak is a curse to his kindred, a burden upon all. Okay. Isn't that bonkers? Uh, I'm going to do a hard pass <laughs> on that. <laughs> Saying that alcohol is potentially worse than slavery. Oh, man. So that's where we're at. Off Um, to a bad start. But people, hard liquor was consumption. The average consumption was three times what it is today. Cool. So it was like they were really knocking it back. I wonder if it's just because everything sucked so much. Yeah, definitely. And they were like, I fucking want to wear, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I for sure, like, if you didn't have Instagram. Get me out of this this vest. You know, like, they were probably like, (laughs) ugh. Yeah, that's true. Clothes sucked. Probably the food sucked. The bathrooms. They didn't know about sushi. They're like, I gotta get, you know, like if I if I'm at a dive bar and it sucks, I'm just gonna get drunk to get yeah. through it. But everywhere was a dive bar back then. Definitely. So definitely. Wow. Yeah, so they were drinking a lot. Yeah. So that is a it was a good reason for wanting prohibition because people were drinking a lot and also it was like it, it was seen as like a woman's movement too, because it was like men would go Spend the money on alcohol, come home, beat their wives, beat their kids, and so an American tradition. Oh my God, <laughs> tale as old as time. <laughs> you know, that's what the honeymooners is about, basically. Yeah. Uh, so it was there was some basis for prohibition. Now we look at it and we think those silly billies, but there was some basis for yeah. wanting it, and also, I mean, even today. What if I became a prohibitionist? There's still a party. That was one of the interesting things that I read. It's still a party and like nationally registered as a party. It has 11 members. Oh, honeys. <laughs> so number 12 right here. Yeah. Because it is still somewhat of like, you could label it as a public health crisis. Like if it was coded that way, because there are like 90,000 alcohol related deaths a year. Do you think they're bummed now that opioids are a thing? They're like, they're like Damn it! We had the number we had one. a moment. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, they're well, like they're just jealous of they're the jealous. They're like every time they open a newspaper, they're like these millennials and their new crisis their fucking pills. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that is interesting. I guess yeah. I didn't realize that we were so fucking tanked back in the day. Oh, back in the day, because also. I was reading, and because water was not clean. So, like, basically, beer and cider were not considered alcohol because it was, like, just safer to drink. That's so cool. Which is nuts. You know, so you're, like, they're not only drinking three times more hard alcohol. We didn't even count 
I mean, that's how I drink. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not drinking if I'm drinking. (laughs) Lillian's like, what? That's factual. Standard, like beer and wine isn't. I'm not drinking if I drink that. It's fine. (laughs) That is how I feel. Like I don't count the first like two or three drinks. Like (laughs) Like, I don't. I had no. I'm like I had nothing to drink (laughs) if I have like a shot (laughs) and a beer. Like that's it. I'm like no, I didn't drink tonight. You're like nope, I'm good. Yeah, that's how I feel. If I've had like two or three beers, I'm like I didn't drink that night. Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, come on. That's basically a a Coca Cola. That you know. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, would you count it if you drank a Coke? No. No. Whatever. Anyway, so basically Prohibition, it even surprised Prohibitionists that it passed. Really? They were like, damn it. They literally, they were like, we had planned to fight this for the rest of our natural born lives. And then it passed and they were like, oh, so, okay. So So like, we got to get jobs now. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, fuck. (laughs) What was the guy's name? It was like the Volstead Act, right? Yeah. So basically that said, it's like some stupid thing about you know you can't it was a federal and yeah it was weird because it was like you can it's like the stupid like marijuana stuff now where it's like you can drink alcohol you can't transport it yeah you you can't can't. sell it you can't like like they had like restrictions on distilling alcohol you could drink it but it would you'd have to get it through it would have to come down like manna from heaven yeah and also and when it started, it. people were like, when the, it seemed like it was going to happen, people, so you could have, it was so weird. You could have things in your home pre like January, 1920. If you yeah. had anything in your home that was okay to like have, and you could have yeah. parties and like get drunk, but you just couldn't any time after that, you couldn't like buy alcohol. Yeah. So then people would like, we're starting to like stock up on mm-hmm. things and like buy out like sellers and then a lot of people shipped all of their stock across seas to like basically be like all right we're gonna go get this later when we need to later or slash this is gonna be over in a couple years yeah i need to protect my stuff yeah which is you know smart Smart. yeah smart hey why why the heck not came into good use yeah after uh, so you did a little research on the the bootlegging. Yeah, I did the fun bootlegging stuff, which mm-hmm. is like very complicated and way more interesting than I thought. Yeah. I mean, bootlegging really is yeah. interesting, right? It's inherently interesting. We love it. We love a renegade. We love a Han Solo. It's we- also like um, bootlegging it because I think because of prohibition, which is like something that a lot of critics of it where like it made ordinary people criminals, but you have like Appalachian bootleggers, real hillbillies. And then you also have like Joe Kennedy. Yeah. Real classy shit. Everyone just wanted a fucking drink. And so it made everybody, it kind of was like an equalizer in crime. Yeah. I thought it sounded really like, I thought it sounded really nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, Say more. Not my favorite word I've ever <laughs> used to describe something. Okay. But I like it brought this like strange unity where I'm like everyone is like, look, we just want to party and we're all gonna fight for the right to party. Okay. Together, Beastie Boys style. A little bit. Uh, a little bit of that. And I just felt like everyone. It just is so. Isn't it like? Can you imagine an entire country? just trying to have a good time and then like creating ways to give that to each other. Yeah. It's so, that is interesting. That's a a fun perspective. It just like kind of blew my mind. Cause I'm like, everyone's like, all right, y'all, how are we going to do this? Let's set up some shit and get it done and go to a, like make our own 
fun, have yeah. our own bars, and it's going to be cool. And I'm like, I feel like that probably brought, I mean, like, the Roaring Twenties was like the guild of, you know, yeah, a yeah, lot of wealth mixed disparity. Bag, mixed bag. There was lots of racism, uh-huh. you know, all that stuff is also involved in bootlegging and smuggling and all of that for sure. Totally. But I was like, it's like, when else have we all banded together to like party? I'm yeah, like, that is so, so cool, true. you so know? True. Anyways. Um, so yeah, like basically I, I'm not, we did talk about the mafia, which I think is cool, but in the case of prohibition and bootlegging, I don't find the mob especially interesting Mm. to me personally, because I'm like, okay, Al Capone, you made like billions of dollars by today's standards, but you also just like, you also like you know, ran like sex working rings. Like yeah. you fucking were like, he also a pimp. was really stupid. He was stupid. He was a murderer. He started right here in New York. Mm-hmm. Got, and then in Chicago. And then in Chicago, he hey. was like, let's make the move. Hometown I think, hero. I think cause he killed some people here and they were oh, like, okay. we got to hide you in Chicago. Okay. Classic. He just murdered a lot of people. And I'm like, okay, great. So you just were like an evil bully who happened to have a hand in one of the other Right. Criminal activities. Like, it was like a laundry list of shit he did. I just yeah. don't think he's like... Okay, yeah. But, like, okay. he was definitely yeah. part of it, obviously. Yeah. You think Prohibition, you think you Tommy Guns, you think... John Dillinger, yeah. Al Capone. These are the names. The whole thing. The but Valentine's Day Massacre. I'm more of, a like, an underdog bootlegger right. no, person. No, of course. Um, so, bootlegging term... So, first of all, Rum Runner mm. is bootlegging across the ocean. Oh, Bootlegging is only across land. Okay. Which I think is interesting. Rum okay. Runner, obviously, because it started like in the Bahamas. Right. In those islands. I'm sure horrific things happened to black and brown people during that time where like white guys would get a boat and they're like, I'm a, her- I'm a cool rum runner. I'm like, oh, you're just like exploiting and probably yeah, throwing these yeah. people to the fucking wolves if anything bad happens. For sure. Sure. I was just, I went on a whole lot of scenarios in my head about rum runners. I was like, that would be fucking terrible. Um, Anyways, they were definitely, the Rum Runners were definitely the cool guys, like the yeah. McCoy, you know, the classic. Oh my God, yeah, you get to wear tropical prints, yeah, which they had back then. Fucking, yeah, I'm just kidding. Khaki. That is funny, like, it would be cool to have a movie where it's, like, completely anachronistic, but, like, a Rum Runner in, like, Miami Vice outfit. Dude. I would like it. Yeah, reboot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... So, yeah, so bootlegging started, the term apparently is from, like, the Civil War, where mm. people would, like, sneak stuff in their boots to sure. the army camps, which I'm like, why were you sneaking booze in the war? Right, it's like, everyone needs I, booze yeah. in wartime. Oh, my Number God, one you have to kill people. Why wouldn't you want to drink? I don't know. Um, but, so basically, I read, I read a couple different things, but one article I read, which I thought really explained the day-to-day and like the more common person bootlegging was mm-hmm. written by, it doesn't have an author because at the time it was published, it was like, this is illegal. illegal. Yeah. Which is so fucking cool. But it's a 1926 article in the New Yorker. And he left out a ton of names. Like he's like, I can't name these people. Like it was redacted. It was all redacted. It was so fucking cool. That is fucking sick. But he was in New York City. He was a waiter at like mm-hmm. a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I loved Relatable. Hearing, oh you know. Gosh. Um, a beloved server. We know what that's oh, like. God. And he, um, so we have like, he served a lot of like wealthy people. Mm-hmm. He loved his job. He was ta- he's like, I knew a lot about wine. All of these things were like so interesting because it's like the same thing, you know? Yeah. And so then when prohibition started, obviously 
all of the restaurants had to like rip up their card. They couldn't sell alcohol anymore. Yeah. So it's like, he was like, yeah. So then nobody would come to the restaurant. Nobody would spend money. Cause he was like, I couldn't get tips because people weren't drunk. I was like, relate again. It was so crazy. That is so crazy that like, it's just literally the same. It's a hundred years ago. Literally the same bananas. Wow. So he quits. He's like, it sucked. I had to like, he's like, I still went to my job, but like, I wasn't making any money. He was like, everyone kind of obeyed the laws for like six months. Mm-hmm. He was like, people were like, okay, I guess this is the way it is. He was like, and then one day he gets a knock on his door by this. And there was a lot of great terms. He's like, this guy who looked like a jockey. And I was like, <laughs> I got it. Perfect. Short, short, little like muscular legs, yeah. a little cap. Skinny Skinny butt bill. Yeah, they're slim little, thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Opens the door. He's like, hey, do you have your, like, do you remember your customer? Basically, he was like, here's like $200. Which was a lot of money. Which then. was a lot of money. Meet me at this other place. Like, it was like a very, like, all of these things happened in, like, different locations. Like, very secretive, obviously. Wow. Essentially, he was like, I work for a guy. I want you to give us the addresses of all of your old customers from the restaurant. A little weird. I don't know the addresses of all of my. Well, I've got you covered, Kelly. Cause I've got. <laughs> like, why not? You follow them home. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but it was different back then. Right. Right. So but essentially this guy got some clients and like brought them to this other, like, main office in Times Square where he had to like mention a guy's name who he knew on Broadway to get this guy to talk to him like the president of this firm in an office like a completely innocuous normal office and then the guy's like all right I need I think it was like he's like I need two thousand dollars from you now to start working for me distributing Booths. Oh. So basically all these guys would pay into a legal fund when you started oh. working as a bootlegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you pay like two, three grand every so often to keep, right. just to make sure you don't have to ever worry about if you get caught, which mm-hmm. I think is genius. Cause then you're like, this d- is, you know, I'm obsessed with like, how did the nutcracker guys work? I wonder if they have a similar, they probably do. Dang. That is cool. We should talk to that nutcracker bartender yes the beach tender love him on instagram um so so basically it's this like you get to hire your own distribute like it's this like little tiered system Mm -hmm. of like an office basically so these guys just set up like this very organized like very top-down situation um all paying in certain amounts of money to make sure everything's working well and then the guy was like i gave my customers addresses and then i never saw them again he was like I hire, I never personally saw any of them again. He's like, I told all of them that I quit because he was like selling yeah. them small amounts. He was like, I told them all I closed up, but I was still delivering to them through these guys. Wow. He bought all of his guys sailor caps, got Cute. him suitcase, hot, <laughs> got him suitcases that could fit 12 sample bottles in there. They would just go out and be like, here's the scotch. And then they would have plants that they would make. They would like redistill things. They would get actual booze from uh-huh. like overseas, but then they would of course water them down okay. a little bit. Yeah. And so he was like, nobody, he was like, the most important thing my boss told me was to always make people think they're getting the real thing. He yeah. was like, that was first and foremost, which is like such a psychological importance. Mm-hmm. 
And he was like, but also like, it would be so easy because nobody has had alcohol for like a year, you know? Yeah. He was like, everyone lost their taste for everything. Yeah. And he was like, what I appreciated so much about this dude. He was like, my favorite thing was the artistry. He was like, I would ship in labels from England. I would like, I would take egg whites and put it on the outside of corks to look like it had been in seawater. I would like all of these like tiny details to really drive home this like product, which in its own way, you're like making a piece of art. Yeah. It's like so fascinating. All the details that like these like high end, you know, he's like, I would save the good stuff for the super rich guy and water down stuff for his rich friends. And like, so he would keep, it's just like these intricacies. He was like, I had one guy's name who I was supposed to save. If anything ever happened, he's like, I used it twice. And it worked twice. He was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I told it to a cop. And the cop was like, you're good. You're good to go. Twice. He was like, that's it. And I was like, that is crazy. Wow. It was so interesting how well it all worked. Like, it just was just this, like, I don't know. It was just a very fascinating system. And someone who was just, like, firsthand, like, this is how I did it. Wow. That is so cool. Also, like, um, I feel like when... Uh, my impression when Jack Kennedy was elected president that people were like, but his dad was a bootlegger. But now I'm thinking, hey, that means his dad's well organized, knows people, creative, you know, has some finesse. I just think it's like the right kind of person clearly could make, I mean, it was also, I mentioned to you, but this article, the guy was like, and I have $100,000 right now in the stock market. I was like, oh man. Buddy. Buddy. 1926, $100,000 in the stock market. You're you fucked. jumped out of a building 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Joe Kennedy was a fucking nightmare person. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. But, <laughs> but you're right. My boyfriend. Other skills. Um, but My boyfriend, Joe. What? That was a song that I wrote about Joe Kennedy. Oh, uh, Joe Kennedy? Mm-hmm. You picked the most hideous yeah. Kennedy. Not... Like the eldest Joe Kennedy you're talking about. Yeah. Talking yeah. About. The dad. Yeah. Daddy. Diddy. Um, <laughs> that's what I call him daddy. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, in a kinky way. Right, 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 right. In a sex way. But so this bootlegger was like a good example of like artistry, like mm-hmm. actually caring. He's like, all Gorgeous. of my products yeah. were actually booze. Yes. But then of course, as it gave prohibition gave rise to, lots of crime quote-unquote real crime and like the crime of selling yes, booze, alcohol, yeah. which isn't a real crime yeah. um but of course a lot of people in order to make i mean the thing is too like people lost so many there's so many jobs lost yeah right so people were like like even a waiter was like fuck i have to get a new job like yeah. i don't know what to do anymore yeah because it's also like it's the related industries like manufacturing like bottles mm-hmm. barrels like the um drip kits for how you distill things. distillery kits what do you I call it i don't know absinthe towers i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah all the, the millions and millions of absinthe towers everyone had one famously back then it was <laughs> breakfast cereal to them um but a lot of those companies made like to survive like they would make um it was so funny i heard about like making grape bricks so like winemakers would make these bricks of like you know like what yeah so they were like they had these like cheeky labels that were like 
whatever you do, don't take this home and put it in a gallon of water and put it in your cupboard for 30 days or it will turn into wine and we wouldn't want that. And everyone's like, cool, thanks for the grape brick. Now I can make wine in my house. Like that's Imagine going to the store and buying something called a grape brick. I want to do that. That's like You're the... like, bring me the brick. <laughs> bring me the brick. It sounds like one of those dinosaur pills, like yeah. sponge pills that you put into water, and but it turns into wine. Beautiful. Wow. Biblical. Biblical. One might say. Even. But they did the same thing with beer. They were like, here's every, that's the thing is like, it's so stupid because every store, grocery stores, hardware stores, they all sold all of the things you needed to make beer or to make booze. But they say, don't do it. They're like, here's the malt kit, but it's one shelf away from the yeast you need or like all that stuff. It's so interesting. Interesting. Everyone was a little cheeky and on the down low. Mm -hmm. And then the people who were making like actual millions of dollars had to be a little more careful. Of course. Of course. But low stakes. My I was like, I, like I, I was like, I should make my own fuck. After reading this, I was like, Psh. you're like, I'm going to make my own rum. Yeah, I'm going to make disgusting booze that no one wants to drink in my own home. That would be so fun. I know. And then I was like, I could make a cool bottle. I got real into it. And then I was like, no, that's not necessary. You know, I, I, that would be like so fun to like, just, yeah, just make your own like gin or something you just get a bunch of freaking herbs and yeah. wheat and you just, just let it sit in your bathtub sounds cool do you know why they called a bathtub gin no i didn't know either until i did my research and apparently they would uh f- to fill up the bottles you couldn't get the bottle into the like the bath like the sink in your bathroom. Mm, yeah. So they would have to put it in the bathtub to get, get the full bottle. Oh, totally. You that know what I mean? Sense. That yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Hey. hey. You uh, just call it what it is. Yeah. Good for you. That's in the twenties. They were cheeky, but not very creative. Yeah. Marketing you know? would be a later thing. Right. At that point it was like, your baby won't die <laughs> if you drink this Ovaltine. And you're like, great, I'll buy Ovaltine. Very straightforward. Yeah. They're like, it's called bathtub gin because it was Scooped from a bathtub. Like, uh, okay. And I'll take two. Out. <laughs> Everything follows. Um, also, they found there was like, obviously, like, it was something like 100,000 or 50,000 people died from bad booze, like from drinking Mama, like yeah. wood solvent and like fucking terrible shit, Ew. like rot gut. And there was a drink called Ginger Jake. Mm-hmm. From two guys in Boston, holla, holla, uh, crippled a hundred thousand people. Holy shit! Crippled, and of course, a lot of these people were like lower income people yeah. of color, and they like have all these blues songs written about Jake Leg. We're like, it, yeah, there's like, if you look it up, Jake leg is a thing. Cause it was like, people were made like homeless because of this fucking drink. So they're just like in poverty, dragging their legs around. It's oh my God. What was it made of? Um, it was some kind of, it was like, um, it was some chemical, I think it's called like Linol or something. It was used in like, like explosives. And these guys were like, no, the manufacturer told us it was okay to put in this thing and they made it into like it was like supposed to be like a rum like ginger health tonic it's like so sad that is so fucked it's so fucked up meanwhile clergy the other clause of the volstead act was like clergymen Mm -hmm. and like doctors could prescribe booze so we got a bunch of like sick ass priests being like yeah 
Here's little, some wine. Little sacramental wine. I just had an image of like a baby being christened, but instead of a baby, it's a bottle of wine mm-hmm. that they're handing to a parent. You know what I mean? They're like, yes, we're having a christening right now, but they're just they're like putting it's wine in. bris. They savor open a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. Well, I, that's interesting because I was reading an article also in the New Yorker that was about kind of how prohibition actually led to our modern like carceral state hmm. because um like it gave rise to like the fbi and something that he says the author of this article and i have his name written down somewhere because it's a really interesting article um he says the paradox of prohibition was that it required intrusive enforcement from a government equipped to deliver only sporadic interventions. The results could be both ineffective and brutal, which is literally what police are. Yeah. Ineffective and brutal. Right. Yeah. So it's like exactly. And because like, like you were just saying like prohibition, like it, who got in trouble for it and who was like hurt most by it was like poor people, people of color, workers, because it did really significantly cut down drinking, but mostly for working class people. Right. And like, right. It's crazy. And so it's like, it, it has like direct, not just that, like there's still a prohibition on drugs, but it has direct links to like our modern like prison system. Right. And, no, that's and interesting. Police and the establishing of a, the police system. That's interesting. Because the FBI was established directly to fight organized crime. Right. That was associated with. Yeah. And that's why Bobby Kennedy got murdered. I know. So. So sad. Whatever. The other daddy Kennedy. Uh, um, He's cute. Yeah, totally. I mean, he fucked up some stuff, but they all did. So Bobby? Bobby? Yeah. He, oh. well, he had some, he, he, he came, no, no, no. He came around civil rights wise, but yeah, there was yeah. a couple things where people were like, excuse me, can you, <laughs> excuse me, sir, excuse me. We have some issues here <laughs> in the streets. Um, uh, Bobby, Bobby, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is so interesting to see like how, yeah, it is like how alcohol like is af- affected like. It's society and how yeah. its restriction like changed so much of our daily life. Like, oh my god. Well, I mean, alcohol is the best, yeah. so it would be a huge bummer if it was made illegal. But to me. think about this: if okay. you had every day, you had to say, "Okay, what's my sneaky cool trick?" I'm I know, do- I do like a sneaky, love like, a sneaky. If ting. we're all being like, it's like a sexy like oh mm-hmm. we all have to figure out how to have a good time together it's like yeah. ooh there's a there's a secret code yeah and i might die from what i drink Woo! fun sexy and there are a lot of like uh women bootleggers and mm-hmm. like speakeasy owners cuz because it was against the law to search a woman that's hot yeah i was like i fucking wish that were you know, now when I go to Walgreens, I could get searched anytime when I steal lipstick, Lipsticks. you know? And, but then you could say, it's my constitutional right. I'm a time traveler. To and- steal these lipsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have the right. Yeah. And they're like, I just have a huge, like, <laughs> fur on. And they're like, okay, it's July, ma'am. And you are stealing from Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot search me, sir. He's like. 
He's like, I am actually oddly interested in these many, like, glass bottles of whiskey you have tied to your body, but the lipstick has to stay. That's what they did. They had it, like, they had all of these things strapped to, like, leather-strapped bottles oh of whiskey. Oh, my God, like a suicide bomber. They're like, <laughs> so, clank, 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 clank. I'm coming in to give you a good time. Hey. Um, so funny, though. But that's how they were, like, they had, there are some great quotes by these ladies one of them was like she owned a place in new york that was a speakeasy and her catchphrase when people would walk into the speakeasy was hello suckers (laughs) (laughs) that's me i know oh my god i want to be hello suckers like i want to be rich enough to just be like what's up fuckheads (laughs) and people are like okay here's our money it's like (laughs) oh my god the theme of the restaurant is just like you fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, again, a dick's last resort situation. Yes, yes. but it is like you are a sucker because you can only get the alcohol yeah. from me. Dumb, dumb. Ugh, it's so good. So good. The power. That's so cool, too, because the the women who started Prohibition were truly horrible and so racist. Oh, yeah. It, that is a thing. It's like, oh, I like there are all these articles that are like, meet the badass ladies. I'm like, no, they were horrible people. Like, I. Oh, my God. All know? of the, the people who were. I mean, it's the same people who then organized for the women's right to vote and use the same shit where they were like, white women must be protected. Mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of prohibition was anti-catholic stuff which you know i take to heart which you know i am pro <laughs> oh mama mia no 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 i like really take to heart like any any like perception that i have of anti-catholicism i really take to heart because i think because i am like an able-bodied middle-class white woman i experience so little oppression i really get <laughs> heated about anti-catholic stuff and it's like obviously like not a big deal um emily so anyway so that's why prohibition i really care about it it's against my people oh my god the catholics italian <laughs> are you italian no, no no i'm irish really yeah kelly looks very italian to me oh no i'm black irish it's like a oh right okay yeah. that's the other thing it's the moors were raping yeah exactly yeah. Bummer. I'm sure there was some consensual stuff that means someone had to come along and say hey i really like you yeah i'm a moor I'm a Moor. You're, you're Irish. Let's, let's see what we can do. Let's just go out and see what happens. <laughs> it's a classic, uh, you know. Where's that rom-com? <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, reading about bootleggers made me think, I was like, oh, yeah, classic bootlegger movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. I was uh, like. Beer uh, in Texarkana. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boys are in Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. Because some places in the South are still dry. Yeah. Oklahoma is still dry. It is so crazy to me. And people are still just like really, like maybe we should just move there so we could participate in real time prohibition feeling. Oh my God, feeling. so fun. It'd be so fun. They would hate us so oh, much. Oh, we could t- set up like bootlegging slash abortion clinic in like some dirt town in texas yes but get like really good graphic design Ugh, of course i mean it goes without saying goes without saying it would be very chic that would be so cool oh my god fun such fun i do want to as an aside i hope that people who are pro-life know that they're as unfun and embarrassing as people who supported prohibition Mm. because it's like oh you just don't want people to fuck yeah You, you, you gross prude yeah you should it is not a good look. Oh my god! If you're pro life, you're so embarrassing. You're very embarrassing, and oh, yeah, it's bad. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. Person. 
Yeah, take your take your Catholics with you, Kelly. Okay, on that one. Only some. Okay, Catholics. it's kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> the Pope said you could use condoms. <laughs> he said it's cool. He's the cool Pope, though. He is the cool Pope. He did say that it used to be that women could only be forgiven. I think maybe by the Pope for yeah. having abortions, and he recently was like, "No, your priest can forgive you," which was it's it's very it's a big deal to Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Um. We should okay, whatever. We'll talk about it later. I'm like Kelly's actually looking at me like I am pro life. Like, so <laughs> I love the Pope. <laughs> so weird. Okay, um, sorry. sorry, guys. I have written in my notes: mob was created by the government being assholes, so it's good? <laughs> Question mark. A hundred percent true. What do you think? I mean, it's like kind of was a response to that, right? Yeah, I'm thinking that, the, I mean, we've publicly stated we think the mob is good. Anything that is against the law is cool. Obviously. Anyways. Um, I think that the mob is, it's just, it is the thing, this is some like straight NRA rhetoric, but it's like, it. <laughs> if you make it illegal, then everyone becomes a criminal. You know, then yeah. only the criminals have that, you right. know, like, so they kind of, Okay. Yeah. So, no. I, you see where I'm going with this. I'm with you. Thank you. We should arm every person in America. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. That's you. It's like <laughs> we are connected. <laughs> no. Yeah. Give everyone a bottle of booze and a gun. It's just so funny because prohibition is looked at as one of the biggest failures of like legis. Like it's just like I oh, mean yeah. everyone's just like yeah, bad idea. Like yeah, it's hard because. It's it's hard to even read about it because it's so obviously a bad idea. We also we got guys out here who were making shoes to put on the bottom of their shoes that look like cow hooves, so they couldn't. They're like cow shoes were a thing because people didn't want to like. They're like, oh, the police can't trace the cow tracks to the moon shining. Like it made people do the craziest shit. Yeah, like it just like everyone was an insane criminal per like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's exactly the same. Like, yeah, it's like what you're saying. Like, it's just like everyone had to just be like, cool, how are we going to break the law today? It's, um, yeah, it's, I, it's very hard to read about because it's so evidently a bad idea. And because we know it only lasted like six years or something. Like, it's like, just, you're just like, duh, that shit didn't work. Was it like Taft was president or something? It was... Pat Woodrow Wilson vetoed it. Okay. And then Congress passed it. Oh, like like um pass it over his veto uh-huh and then fdr repealed it gotcha cool dude thanks fdr uh yeah so funny i mean i wonder how many people i mean we know how many people died of bad drinking but how many other people were just like had their fucking lives ruined you know I mean, it did reduce drinking. Like, it wasn't until World War II. Again, life ruiner. You're reducing your drinking. (laughs) You're not having a good time. Okay. Stress levels through the roof. My God. (laughs) Uh, It reduced drinking until it took until after World War II for drinking to return to pre-prohibition levels. Yeah. And, like, so that's good because drinking is bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) Lillian's like, eh. On the fence. On the fancy about it. There was that study that was like moderate drinking is healthier for you than not drinking at all. Sponsored by Stoli. Sponsored by (laughs) Stoli. 
sponsored by P Diddy and Syrah. <laughs> it's um, it's like drinking is like as carcinogenic as like cigarettes. That is not true. It is. No, it's not. I will send you an article. Don't bother. Okay. I'll, I'll ball it up and throw it in the garbage, <laughs> even if it's on my computer. <laughs> You're like, I will destroy my computer to prevent my eyes from reading that. <laughs> no, what? You're telling me natural wine is the same thing as ripping a formaldehyde cigarette? Get out of my face with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I still drink. I don't believe that. Okay. Anyways, did all of your grandparents die from smoking like mine, Kelly? And uh, drinking? Yeah. From smoking and drinking <laughs> like all of my grandparents? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I've <laughs> lost my loved ones to having a good time, okay? <laughs> You're like, you don't know what it means to a divine. <laughs> I'll die for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All your grandparents died in their frat houses. <laughs> They're like, burp, 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 burp. that's playing beer pong. <laughs> that was the song. They were playing beer pong and then they just keeled over. <laughs> it was the 40s. <laughs> you had oh to drink God. an entire pint of vodka every time you got a ball in the cup. It was different rules. It was different. Times were different. You can't hold them to our standards. Exactly. I was trying to think of, I was trying to relay prohibition and like being a server to like, what law now would put us out of a job? And then I was like, oh, there's so many things happening that are trying to put us out of our jobs. Yeah, literally, they're like, let the robots do it. Let the robots do it. You don't deserve tips. Yeah. And I don't know, we're just going to put kiosks everywhere. Yeah. That's our prohibition. And Our I'm gonna... prohibition is, yeah, that you put a little iPad on the table and people, people. We're going to have speakeasies where there are just servers. <laughs> yeah, where it's like human interaction. <laughs> they're like, yeah, what's the secret password? It's like, it's like I don't use the self-checkout. Yeah, and then you're like, you can come on in, and then we'll just bring things to you. And people are like, how? Mamma mia. <laughs> I'm going to go so hard. I'm going to stop using ATMs. Wow. I'm going to go to the bank every time I get cash. You're going to be a cash and coffee can kind of girl? Uh, no, I'm still going to have a bank, but I'm going to uh. go to the bank every time to get cash out so I can talk to someone face to face. Yeah, I think that's a very old person thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny, though. Yeah, I mean, I used to have a good r- rapport with my bank teller. Oh, really? I miss him a little bit. Wow. He also would make a lot of bad money jokes, and I was like, okay. Like, uh, I, I bartended, so I'd give him, like, you know, $300 in cash, and he'd be like, show me the money. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, here it is. <sighs> but he totally had a crush on me, so I let it, I let it go. Right, because he had access. He could have brought you a lot of money. Yeah. He, yeah. He wanted to. <laughs> We could have pulled off the sweetest (laughs) bank heist in history. I do think that something that's cool about Prohibition is like, you know, do you have this where you're like, crime is so easy, I should just be doing it? Like, I could pull off a heist. (laughs) A heist is pretty intense. I feel like, I think we've talked about that. We could sell drugs. Easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. If anyone has a contact or any sort of... Are you your thing like kingpin style? What does that mean? Like we sell drugs to Two people drugs. who sell the drugs. Yeah, I'm not going on the pay. I'm not pounding You're the pavement. Like, no, no, my dogs are barking. I've got a, I've got a green visor on. That's Ooh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. I'm putting in the I'm plugging in the right. wires. 
You yeah. know, I was picturing mm-hmm. like an old timey, uh-huh. like, okay. Like a switchboard. A switchboard. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we could be the switchboard operator of drugs. <laughs> They're like, this is really inefficient. <laughs> we could just text our clients. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're like, call the operator, tell them DR50K. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if phone numbers used to work. Great. Well, I hope you enjoyed our very informative. Very well researched and reported. I feel like it was. It was, actually. Yeah, we had good things to say. Oh, my God. We're basically Matt Lauer and... Uh, Kelly Ripa? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were you going for someone more prestigious than Kelly No, I was Ripa? trying to think who had worked with Matt Lauer. Isn't he the Anne bad Curry? dude? Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, I don't want you to be Matt Lauer. I know, I'm saying you're Matt Lauer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Great. I'm the Matt Lauer of this podcast. Yeah, and I'm the Ann Curry. I'm locking you in viciously my... <laughs> kick me out. Um, yeah, but anyways, I thought it, I thought it was interesting to tie all of that stuff to like no, thinking it's, about yeah. like especially from the perspective of a guy who was the a server. waiter. That's yeah. interesting. I love it. Anyways, bring back prohibition. And what we're saying is make us some money. We want to be bootleggers. We want to be bootleggers. And we go on vacation. You're a rum runner. You go, Ooh, you know, so that's fun. I want a rum runner right now. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, well, if you like us and you feel like you would like to share that with the world, review, rate, subscribe. It helps us so much. Also, word of mouth. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Don't just text us every day like you do and we appreciate it. With adorate words of adoration. Yeah, but tell your friends. Tell your mom. And she'll be like, I can't believe you're friends with these women. Or she'll be like, my mom. I don't know what a podcast is. Or she'll be like, my dad, when he was like, yeah, I guess I listened to that baby Chino episode. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) He doesn't care. Okay. Um, Thank you. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.